Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our past may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me here on another Awesome Inside Out podcast interview episode. Today, I'm jamming out with special guests and a dear friend of mine, Steph Hendel. Steph's a certified health coach and personal trainer, mindset and emotional breakthrough expert, model, actress, speaker, and nationally recognized health personality. She is the founder of Body Built by Love, a program that removes guilt, shame, and frustration around weight loss. Steph has been featured on ABC, Fox, FabFitFun, Lululemon, Whole Foods, just to name a few. If you're brand new to Steph's world or you're brand new here on the podcast, Steph and I both share a love for helping women feel better in their bodies using non-traditional approaches. No more shame, no more guilt, no more fear. Can you imagine letting go of these three things? The truth is you can, and that's what we're going to dive into today. All right, we are back for another episode of the Awesome Inside Out podcast. I am so excited to have a dear friend of mine, Steph Hendel, here with me to chat about all things mind, body, spirituality, connection, self-healing, self-love, all the things that we have talked about before on a live, right? Remember back in the day, we did a Facebook Live together and it was amazing and people are asking for more. So, so excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. Like I love having conversations like this with you and I love sharing them with more people because I wish there were conversations like this when I was on my weight loss journey. A hundred percent, right? I'm always like, if I would have had this, you know, that access to these stories and the podcasts and the information that we have now, I'm like, things would have been different. But I'm also grateful that I had my journey because it taught me so many things as well. So for the people who don't know your story and don't know the ups and downs of gaining weight and losing weight and gaining it again and really suffering in this experience and how it impacted basically your entire life. I would love, love, love for you to just give them some background of how you really have stepped into this role of helping other people lose their weight through the mind-body connection and really shifting their relationship with themselves and how this all came to be. Oh, awesome. Yes, I would love to. I would love to talk about that. Um, so it first started out, uh, I had finished college, started a job, thought it was the path to take. It was really like, you know, a box kind of thing. Go to grade school, go to high school, go to college, get the job in the office, do the things. And then I realized that like, I'm in this office job and I'm gaining more and more weight every day. My pants are getting tighter every single day. My relationship was suffering. I didn't like myself. I was drinking a lot just to try and find some form of joy in my life that didn't excite me. And pretty much every area of my life was struggling. And I I remember had this one day where I thought to myself, is this going to be my life for the next like 60, 70, 80 years? Because I can't bear it. Like I can't do this every week. 
And um, couple that with like this morning where I woke up and I got ready for work and I went to put on, get, like I got in my closet and went to put on my clothes and everything was tight. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this sucks, but let's find something that works. And it got to the point where nothing fit me. And um, my fat pants are all the way in the back of the closet that I did not want to visit. I put them on and they were tight. And I was like, what's going on? Like, how did I let myself get to this point? Like, I, it wasn't just that my body didn't feel good in clothes. It was that I, I didn't feel good in general. Like I felt sick. I was on five, six medications in my young 20s. And I remember I, I had the fat pants on that day. They were tight. I sat down in my chair and the, this roll of fat hung over my pants. And I just felt like I have to change this, but I have no idea how. And I was like, at the time I was eating like hundred calorie packs, like doing what I thought was like a weight loss effort. And mm -hmm. it felt really stressful. Like it was, um, I had to restrict myself and not have things that I wanted to have. And it was very much like punishment based, like punishing myself for gaining the weight. And then also punishing myself with like workouts and food choices. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, a woman come into my office who was a health coach and she wanted to trade. Uh, I worked at a magazine. So she wanted to trade writing an article for the magazine for coaching me. And I was like, great, perfect. I'm trying to lose weight. This sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I sat down with her and immediately I was like, oh, like I got lit up. You know, I was like really excited about what she was doing and what she was teaching me. And I'm like, I would love to do something like this. And I limited myself. At the mm -hmm. time, you know, I was like, oh, you can't do that stuff. No, no, no. Like, don't be crazy. But my heart was like, do it, do it. And at the same time, I remember my dad was trying to help me get out of my funk. So he gave me a CD, I put it in the car and it said, the guy on the CD was motivational. And he was like, you can do anything you want with enough practice. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I didn't realize that you could mm -hmm. do anything you want. That was the first boom, like light bulb. And it, yeah, when there was this woman coming in and I was excited about what she was teaching. And I was like, could I really have a job where I like talk about like fitness and food in a fun way? Cause she was doing it in a very empowering way and mm -hmm. very different from what I was trying to do. Right. So long story short, I went to nutrition school, the nutrition school she went to, I lost 30 pounds my mom lost 30 pounds. I was living at home at the time. My mom lost 30 pounds. My dad lost 30 pounds. My cat lost weight. I don't know how that one happened. <laughs> it was like being in the, the energy of it. But um, it was just really cool. And everybody around us saw the changes and they wanted in on it. So I started coaching. I had a super full practice. It took mm -hmm. me getting to a conference with like 4,000 other health coaches where they had us stand up and talk about like, how many clients we had and how many clients were saying yes to joining us that I realized out of 4,000 people, I was one of 10 people still standing up of like a number of people that I was working with. And I realized, whoa, like I've got something here. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm able to help people. I'm able to reach people. They're hearing me. They can understand it. They get this and they're being transformed. So I realized I was good at it. And I lost that weight. I was feeling great. I was coaching all these people, full practice with a waiting list. And um, I gained a bunch of weight back. Mm. And like, not just the 30 pounds, but then I gained another 10 pounds. So I was 40 pounds overweight. And I'm over here and I'm like, I'm a health coach. Like, how am I 
coaching people and Mm -hmm. I can't even lose this weight. I found myself just like after my health coaching sessions, I would like binge on cheese. Like I had Mm. shredded cheese and I would just be eating shredded cheese out of the bag. The the refrigerator was not even closed. Like (laughs) pure binging, like the definition of binge eating. And I was like, what's going on here? And I just thought, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just do what I did before, which was eat healthier food and mm-hmm. move my body in a healthier way and I'll lose this weight. But this time I tried and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of pressure there because I was like, I'm a health coach. Like, this is my job. Like, I want to help people. I want to be the example, but how right. can I be this example? So I started doing like way too unhealthy practices of trying to lose weight because I was so desperate at that time and like stressed out and anxious about it. So I started like, I tried not eating enough. I tried to throw it up once, didn't work well for me. Mm. <laughs> but I over-exercised to the point where I was like, at the gym way too much during mm. the day. I did all kinds of different things. Like I tried everything and nothing was working. Like mm. might lose a little bit of weight, but then it would come back on. And I was like, what is happening? And then I got really, like, really stressed out at that point. Like, what do I do? Because I'd found my passion, but then I felt like it kind of got taken away or allowed to be taken away. Mm -hmm. So that is what really got me into the style of weight loss coaching, body coaching, um, self-healing that I do now that I've connected with you on. Mm -hmm. And it's been so fun to like have conversations about this because you know we really see and feel how weight loss and the body and healing has so much more to do with emotions and spirituality and mm-hmm. all of these practices that are never taught like food and fitness super healing really good for a body but i saw this in my own self that mm-hmm no matter how much good food I ate and no matter how much I worked out, you know, it doesn't mean you can always lose weight or be healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's been like my journey is once I learned that I lost the 40 pounds, I've kept it off. I work with like the emotions and how the emotions uh, can shift our body because our body does whatever we believe, whatever Mm -hmm. I believe our body will do. Like if we're like, I'm going to eat that piece of cake and it'll go right to my hips. The body's like, oh, you want that cake to go right to your hips? <laughs> cool. I got you. Yeah. It's trying to be good to us, but we have all these beliefs. So for me, it was really this journey of changing my beliefs about my body, changing my beliefs about myself, like falling in love with myself mm-hmm. for the first time because I did not like myself at all for the majority of my life. So that made the biggest shift for me. And, um, I just had a baby nine months ago, Jonathan, yeah. we call him J-Bay. Um, you've met him. He's he so amazing. Cool. Yeah. He's really cool. And, um, with that experience, I got to practice on my body again mm-hmm. in a new way. So I got pregnant and I had those thoughts flood my mind of like, what's going to happen mm-hmm. when I'm gaining weight? Am I going to lose control? Like I did before? Like, is it, am I going to not be able to lose that weight? Like all this stuff. And it's been really fun to apply that information because during my pregnancy, I made the decision to gain weight in all the areas that supported a healthy baby, but also get in better shape than I'd Mm -hmm. been before in a lot of other places. So, um, I wanted to like lose weight. I had always carried weight on my hips and thighs and my legs. 
And it was cool because through that process, people would be walking behind me and be like, Steph, your legs look the best they've ever looked. And I was like, I'm just creating new beliefs from my body and it's applying. And then losing my baby weight was a very similar experience where it was very fast. And, um, it was completely mindset based. Yeah. Yeah. And I was laughing while you were telling your story because I remember when I was coaching people and sitting across from them and teaching them about kale and green juice and feeling like such a fraud because I was like, I'm still having this anxiety. I'm still having the disconnect when I walk past a mirror or get my picture taken and I don't feel the self-worth and the self-love and you know that self-esteem and that confidence that people from the outside think that we probably would have had in those times where we're this health coach and we're teaching other people and they're just making the assumption that we have it in ourselves. But that was also my story as well, which is very similar to yours. It was like I was holding these, these belief systems that were a disconnect and my body was responding where I was gaining weight because, or I wasn't feeling well, I was feeling sick, or I was having the anxiety because of that disconnect that was happening. And so... I'm curious for you, what was the shifts that started to take place and what was kind of the process in which you took? Because most people are looking at the quick fixes and thinking, what can you give me that's going to work instantaneously and fast? And how do I make it? And I think you probably believe this as well. Like our minds don't shift that quickly. It takes a little bit of time to really create these new stories and these belief systems. And it can happen instantaneously if we really do believe it, right? And so I'm just curious what that process was for you from shifting out of the lack of self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence into that space of that belief system that then allowed the weight to just come off. Oh yeah. For me, it was like, it was seeing like face to face how much I did not like who I was. I remember one time my husband, Josh, we were sitting in the car together and he told me to flip the mirror down and look at myself in the mirror and pick out something on my face that I liked. And I remember I flipped it down. I looked at myself and I was just, I like burst into tears. And he was like, what's going on? Like what, you know, this was supposed to be a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like anything. I don't mm-hmm. like anything I'm seeing. And um, when it, it took a few different experiences like that for it to be like put right in my face mm-hmm. of, girl, like you don't love yourself. Mm. So um, it became for me learning myself and Mm. understanding like who I am, how I feel about life, how I feel about my body, how I feel about how I am with people, how people are with me, like my whole scope of the world. And I think most of my life I had really just tried to avoid that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really ever knew that I needed to get to know me. Like, mm-hmm. I think I was very much just survival mode, like go, 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 trying to survive and not thrive. Mm-hmm. And it became very um, obvious that I needed to get to know who I was. So it was learning the ins and outs of me and why I am the way I am and why things happened in certain ways. And allowing myself to feel all the feelings, the good ones, the bad ones, the ones I'm proud of, the ones I'm really not proud of, and uh, allowing it to be all right to be that person in that healing process. Because I know that you, we've talked about this, like there's so much shame for Mm -hmm. women specifically. There's Mm -hmm. just shame. There's just shame about 
how we look. There's shame about who we are, like how we act, our choices, like like so much is just saturated in shame from just cultural beliefs Mm -hmm. that for me, it was unlearning shame, like allowing it to be okay to feel like a fuck up, Mm -hmm. allowing it to be all right, to feel like I'm don't always have it all together. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I talk about with my clients is about like where we wear weight on our bodies and what that says about who we are. Like I mentioned before, like I wore a lot of weight on my hips and my legs and our legs are, they have some of the biggest muscle groups in the body. So if our legs look big and sturdy and strong, like we subconsciously think, oh, I appear strong to the world. I appear like I've got it all together. And usually when that's the case, when that's where we're wearing that weight, it's like we don't have it all together and we're just trying to look like it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that was completely me. Like I was just praying that nobody would notice that I was a mess. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing. So um, another part of that process for me was like unlearning shame about that stuff and feeling like it's okay to be a hot mess right now and learning that you can succeed even if you are a hot mess because you choose it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of us are saying I'm a hot mess and because of that, there's no way I could succeed. There's no way I could have the body I want. There's no way I could have the health I want. But it's like the real tweak there is I'm a hot mess, work in progress, whatever we want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I still get to succeed. I still get to have a good life. I Mm -hmm. still get to have a great life. I still get to have the body I want. I still get to have the health I want. And so it was, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest part of my process personally was getting to know me. That's incredible. And I think we've talked about this before. It's identifying that your external world can be having complete utter chaos or could be in complete chaos. And yet what is happening in our internal world, right? What is the stories that we're holding about ourselves? Because our worlds, we don't have control, right? Of all of the things that happen to us all of the time. And we don't always have control of our careers or relationships or what happens with our family or, you know, even what happens in our environment. But yet we can still control the internal experience that we're having and the stories that we're having. And we can we actually do have control over that to some extent when we learn to train the mind and pattern interrupt and shift the beliefs about ourselves and create new stories. And, and that's why I love your story because you know your business, The Body Built on Love, is really this idea that your body is a reflection of the love that you have for yourself. Do you think people carry weight because as a protection mechanism? Is that what you were sharing earlier? Like a, almost like an energetic barrier to what their truth could be and what almost as like a sabotage? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Fat is protection. And whenever we wear extra fat in different places or have like tightness or tension, you know, it's body armor and it's like, we're wearing a sheet of armor or the way that I've, it really resonated with me when I first heard this term of like wearing a fat suit. It's almost like you have a suit in your closet and you take it out of the closet, you put it on and it's this like protection suit that keeps this barrier between us and the outside world and sometimes keeps us between us and knowing ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. And that is like, we wear that just to um, try and not get hurt, try and protect ourselves, try and look like we got it all together. And the process of saying, it's okay to let this go. I am safe. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Like it, that's, I believe that our bodies are the vehicle for our purpose. So it, to me, if we can learn ourselves well enough and be brave enough and courageous enough to look inside of ourselves and do that inner work and say, who mm-hmm. am I? Like, why am I wearing this fat? Like what protect, what am I trying to protect myself from? Mm-hmm. Then we get to allow our bodies to serve us to live our purpose. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just everything. Like I so love seeing a woman who goes, wait a second. I'm here for a reason mm-hmm. and I've got stuff to do on this planet. I'm here to make the world a better place. And I get to have a body that serves that. I get mm-hmm. a body that's a vehicle that can really get me there and doesn't get in the way. Cause I think a lot of times when we're trying to live our purpose, if we're in our head going, God, I hate my body or I wish it looked different or why can't mm-hmm. I just fit into this differently? It's a distraction from what we're really here to do. Hey there, friend. Are you loving this podcast? I want to continue to support you. So the simplest way to do this is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and pop into the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you never, ever miss any details of our new projects, products, upcoming events, or issues that are near or dear to my heart. You're also gonna get access to the movement. This is the inner circle of people just like you standing in their power to bring more truth and a new level of consciousness where all individuals get to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So pop on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe and I'll see you on the inside. I always say we only have so much energy that we can give out every day. And so when we're giving all that energy and all those thoughts and all those feelings to the shame and the guilt and the pain of our relationship with our body, we don't have the energy to live our life purpose. We don't have the energy for our mission. And I think within our space of intuition, I'm curious your thoughts on this, like at the deepest core of who we are, we know what our healthy weight is. And for everyone that looks different, like your weight might be different than my weight and it might look differently than someone else. And, and I think the problem is, is that we're shaming everyone and telling them what their weight should be, but we only are the ones who can tap that place in ourselves and know what that healthy weight is. Yeah. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I totally feel you on that. And I totally agree. I think that when we don't like the way we look, there's a couple things going on. There's society telling us that it's got to look one way or it's not beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's this other part of us that probably knows that there is this one specific shape for us that we feel are most vibrant and alive and available for our purpose in. Mm-hmm. So I think that like both of those things combined is like, it's just like anxiety, stress, like ball and it just like eats away, you know, sitting there feeling, okay, I don't look the way everybody else tells me I need to look. Plus I know that I'm not in the body that is here to fulfill my purpose. So there's mm-hmm. a very heavy yeah. feeling thing. Right. Right. 
And whatever weight you're at, I have a belief that it doesn't, our weight isn't defining the internal experience that we're having. We're allowing that story to happen and we're worthy of whatever we want, regardless of the weight. And I think that's why I love your work so much is that whatever size you are, whatever shape you are, you're still worthy of the life of your dreams. It's just believing that you're worthy in whatever size you are versus that you have to be a certain size to have the life of your dreams, right? And so I think it's like a reverse engineering process where we're like, okay, well, we're going to have the life when I lose the weight. And that's what happened to me. And I know that with your story, it was like, well, when I lose the weight, I'm going to have the career and I'm going to have the relationship. But really, it's the other way around. It's like when I believe truly in my body and my belief system that I can have the life that I want, then everything seems to shift into place, not the other way around. Yeah. And how crazy is it that like, that's like all we've been taught is like the body comes first. Like you got to look this way for you to be able to live the life that you desire. Mm -hmm. And gosh, yeah, like you said, it can be further from the truth. It's that, and we've seen this with working with all of our different clients, like so many different body shapes, so many different ages, like once somebody does start self-qualifying to have a great life, regardless of their body, then all of this pressure and resistance can fall away. And then the body just naturally drops weight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because the, the placebo effect is so real, right? It's what, our, what we believe is actually manifesting in our body. And so what are the stories that you see I'm just curious, maybe we could debunk some of these. What are the stories that you see so often in your practice? Is it the career? Is it the relationship? I mean, most of the time in my practice, I see I can't have the partner in my dreams until I have the weight Mm. gone or the body. And, And I'm always like, unconditional love isn't defined by your body type. But I'm just curious what other sort of mindset shifts or belief systems that are coming into play in your practice that you see so often or you get asked about a lot? Yeah. What you mentioned about relationships and love, like that seems to be huge because I am a big believer that like the people that we attract as clients are also coming to us for a lot more than just the weight loss element. It's like they're feeling and they're experiencing that there's a, a energetic match within us that is healing for them. So what I find a lot is a lot of my clients will come to me with relationship issues because of their body that stems from their moms, especially now being a mom to Jonathan and sharing a lot of that on social media, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, everything, Instagram stories. I think a lot of people see that the kind of mom I've chosen to be for Jonathan is all accepting, all loving, here to just set him up with whatever he needs to live his purpose and um, no shame, no judgment, no guilt, like do your thing, little man, like you're here with a big purpose, like live it. I'm just here to give you resources like milk right now. (laughs) Now roof over your head. Yeah. Fun on the side too. Lots of laughs. But the, I think what I see is a lot of my clients are women whose mothers told them that their bodies weren't good enough. Mm. Um, told them that basically painted a picture that, mm. that their mom didn't love them as much as she would had their bodies look different. Right. 
And that's anything ranging from moms who wanted them to lose weight, moms who wanted them to, you know, get surgery on different parts of their body to look different at a young age, like any range of things. So I see that a lot where it's like, because mom, she restricted love Mm -hmm. because of the body, then in relationships with partners, Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to feel lovable because of their body. And they think that 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 deep, true, connective relationship is waiting for them on the other side of their weight loss. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about, they're deserving and worthy of it right now. Right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so the mom is so interesting to me because it comes from her own wounding. So it's she's just projecting her own insecurity and her own wounding or her own fear that they're not going to find the relationship or they're not going to have stability or they're not going to meet the man of their dreams unless she sets them up for success. But then indirectly, it's causing these subconscious imprints that then define these layers of unworth that then manifest in the binging and the eating disorders or the disordered eating or whatever the case may be, or or the weight gain or the sabotage that you'll never be good enough. Um, I think that story shows up quite a bit. I'm curious if how often you see it where the idea that like, I'll never be good enough. So just fuck it. And I'm just going to eat whatever I want because there's no reason to even try. And again, we're playing off other people's stories and not our own story. So I'm curious on that. Like when, when we're living someone else's story or playing out basically something that we has been integrated or ingrained in us from, from our childhood, how do we even begin to tell ourselves or how do you walk your clients through even telling yourself a new story? The first thing I love to focus on because I feel like this is so... like It just takes things to perspective changing place really fast is that they have been given the desire to change this or they've been led to me or they've been led to you. Like somebody who understands this weight loss on a deeper level more than like, Hey, I'm just going to tell you a bunch of food to eat. I'm just going to give you a workout schedule. Go do it. Come back to me. Like we're here like, Hey, we're going to dive into some inner work. We're going to get to know what's really going on below the surface. So the part that I see shift their perspective immediately is showing them that they were given this opportunity so they could change the whole lineage of the women from them on. Cause like you were saying, mom passed it down from her mom who probably passed it down from her mom. You know, I've had clients whose moms had, moms were taking uh, diet pills while they were in the womb, Mm. you know, passing down that feeling of, I need to lose weight while I'm pregnant, you know, like feeling not so not good about their body with having a baby that they're passing it to the baby while she is still, you know, in the womb. Yeah. And then it's being passed down to her child because she's just repeating what her mom said. So when, when she sees that she can change the entire future lineage of her family, that's an amazing start. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that. And then from that place, like really diving into that stuff, it's there's different inner work that I find to be... It's sort of like puzzle pieces, you mm-hmm. know, like finding which specific piece... Right. For a specific person. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's really us coming back to a realization that we get to choose. Like we had mentioned previously, like we get to decide that I can have everything I want regardless of my body. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a reckless thing, like, 
oh, forget about my body. Let me just have the life I want. Like, I'm just like going to ignore this and pretend like it's not there. It's not that at all. It's choosing. You can have it all. And because you do that and release that pressure and that stress and the resistance, Mm -hmm. the body is going to take care of itself, which is Mm -hmm. another thing that we both teach is nature is the most wise thing ever. Like our bodies know what to do. We're breathing without thinking. Our heart's beating without us thinking. It absolutely blew me away in pregnancy to realize that literally every single day, this baby grew in my body and I didn't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, yes, I could eat healthier food to nourish the baby. Maybe I could move more and it would help the baby. But if I did nothing, this baby would grow. It would grow ears, lungs, everything. Like, that's the yeah. wisdom of nature. That's the yeah. wisdom of our bodies. And when we get back to a state that allows that to, take over. Yeah. Our bodies do it for us. Right. It's the allowing. And I think it's trusting that our bodies are actually here to serve us. It, they, your body wants to stay alive. It wants to operate from its highest place. And when we're pushing against that, it's almost like we're moving our bodies out of balance and out of homeostasis for no reason, for absolutely no reason other than from our own subconscious patterning that that's the way to behave. And so I absolutely love that. I think I think going back to the pregnancy thing is like such a vulnerable thing to share, but I I was at the gynecologist the other day I was thinking about you because I was like sitting there and he was telling me about that I was going to gain all this weight. Basically the traditional gynecologist of all the worst things that could happen while you're pregnant and so forth. And I just kept coming back to you. I'm like Steph said this could be easy and Steph said I'm going to lose the weight. And Steph said like, all I have to do is love my body through this process and it's really easy. And it was like the entire time I just had to pattern interrupt every single thing that was coming mm-hmm. out of his mouth because it, and it was such an eye-opening moment of like, wow, all of this is getting going into my conscious, then my subconscious and imprinting. And then I had a moment where I was like, maybe I should lose a little bit of weight before I get pregnant because I'm going to be gaining. And then I was like, no, pattern interrupt, pattern interrupt. And it's like, it's really that idea that we're constantly bombarded by these stories that aren't necessarily true. And some of them, of course, they're prepping you for what the worst case. And I think that there's an importance of being aware, right? But I also think that when we're constantly bombarded by like, it's so hard, it's going to be the worst nine months of your life. You're going to gain all this weight. It's so hard to get the baby weight off. It's so hard to get your body back. That's the story we're holding. And so that when we lose the weight, it's like, we don't even try because we're like, it's so hard. So fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then that story becomes the manifestation of the truth. Mm -hmm. And we have to start shifting that. And that's why I love what you've been sharing about your baby weight and the pregnancy and how it was just this beautiful experience. And it can be with that belief system. Yeah, totally. And I definitely, when I first got pregnant with Jonathan, I had all of that flood my mind. And like, it was like every thought I'd ever had or heard about somebody talking about pregnancy and having babies, like growing up was just like, whoosh, like Mm -hmm. it all came up. And I was just like, it's going to be so, as you, like you met, it's going to be so hard to lose the baby weight. Like your body will never go back to how it was before, like all of these things. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, what I teach the women who I work with and what I share with any woman I come in contact with is, girl, you get to create your own story. 
Mm-hmm. And when you believe you will create, your body will follow suit with what your mind mm-hmm. tells it. So I had to go, no, I'm going to create this experience with myself. And I remember the exact moment when I was on a walk and the thought popped in my head and I was like, I'm going to gain a lot of weight. And actually this is, this is the experience I had. So I, I went to a midwife and the midwife I went to uh, required us to do an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And before we went and when we met with them and they said, we talked to this woman, she said, you're not going to need to do an ultrasound. We just didn't want, my husband and I just made a decision. We didn't want to do it, Josh and I. And um, so we were like, cool. We went to her, we got there. And by the, like the third appointment, she was like, you have to get an ultrasound. And we were like, man, I don't know. Like, we really don't want to do this. They told us we didn't have to. And she was like, literally, we can't help you have this baby unless you have this ultrasound. And we were like, okay, fine. We'll do the ultrasound. So we did one ultrasound. Ultrasound comes back and they go, actually, there was something that we saw and we're going to need you to get another ultrasound. And I was like, wait a second. And I asked them, I called the place that they wanted us to go to, this external place. And they were like, yeah. And you know, usually the first time doesn't really work. So you probably have to get a second one just so you have certainty with everything. I'm like, wait, now I'm getting three ultrasounds. Like what's going on here? And I just, I didn't even want to get one. And I had to scale it back and say to myself, what do I believe? What do I want? And I was like, I believe that my baby is healthy. I believe that he's growing exactly how he's supposed to grow. I believe in the wisdom of nature. I trust in my body. I trust in all of these things. And I was like, forget this ultrasound. I never wanted it in the first place. And had I never had this ultrasound, none of this would even be entering my mind to make me second guess things or worry. And I noticed myself right away start to, like I started crying when they gave me the news and I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? And, um, and I was like, you're just letting other people's opinions get in your head and, and create your reality. So I scaled it back and I was like, do you know what? At this point, we were eight months. I was eight months pregnant. So I was having the, the baby in about a month. Mm. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna find a new midwife. And which most people say, you'd never do anything like that. Um, and most midwives probably wouldn't accept a new client that late in the game. But I believe anything is possible. So I created a clear list of what I wanted. And um, I literally found soulmate midwife. Her mm-hmm. name is Lindsay. She is incredible. And um, we went to her and she was like, you don't need an ultrasound. I don't need you to have one of those. And um, she was absolutely amazing. Jonathan is the healthiest baby. Like all the stuff from before that was not even a reality. Like we cleared that. It was great. That got on, that got on a little bit of a tangent. But the reason that I was saying that was that mm-hmm. that first, the first midwives, they would weigh me when I would go mm-hmm. in there. And mm-hmm. it really messed with my head. Like mm-hmm. I was comparing it to what I thought was, I was like, oh man, I think by like my fourth trimester, or the, my fourth month, I was like, I think I weigh more than I'm supposed to weigh in my eighth month. And like, I just got in my head and I was like, this is not healthy and good and a no and just cut it out. And so just removed anything that didn't feel good and didn't feel aligned and was like, I don't care about numbers. Also, Lindsay was amazing because she never weighed me. She was like, mm-hmm. like you're fine. Like you're good. Mm-hmm. She was very much from a mindset of expecting the best. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I was getting in that the other day. Like I have a friend who only gained 16 pounds during pregnancy and then I had another one that gained 60 and we were all like having a conversation and I'm just like, I'm not even pregnant yet and I'm already thinking about this and, yeah. and you know, there's truth to the medical side of it. But again, I think it's you. we always have to come back to our own intuition. You know if you have energy, you know if you're having the vitality, you know if the food that you're eating is resonating with your body, you know... Like you said, you were trusting in your own ability to know what was best for you and your baby. And I think, I think so often we get so, yeah, we just get so confused by so many other people's opinions that then we invest so much of our energy debunking their beliefs or trying to change our beliefs into their beliefs or whatever the case may be. It's like, you know, and then we're in a whirlwind of like, well, I got someone else's opinion. And then we're going back and forth with a tennis match between all three of us. And it's just, it's this constant battle in our heads instead of just saying like, this is my truth and this is my intuition and I'm going to trust it. And until my intuition tells me something different, this is where I stand. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a very, very important conversation that, that we just continue to have and that, that women start to stand in their, their own truth and share their truth without the fear of, judgment from other people and like, this is my truth. And then as we're on the, on the other side of that and receiving that, that we stand in love and compassion towards someone else's truth. And have you seen that become a challenge when people are making these changes and standing in their power and then going back into the real world of their lives? And like, because in my practice, I see it like relationships shatter, career changes, but then it births this beautiful experience where they all of a sudden have this new life. But like, it takes that sort of crackling once they've kind of found themselves. Yeah, definitely. And in that, in the middle of it, it's all like, oh my God, everything that I love or everything that I think I want is like falling apart. But if we only saw the bigger picture from the bird's eye perspective, mm -hmm. we would be like, oh my gosh, cool. Go, let it crack, let it fall, let it go away. Cause look at what's on the way. Like yeah. Yeah, my future is. Yeah. And I see it so much with women who are in relationships where they're trying to manipulate their body for their partner. And then they find that, okay, well, I'm just going to love myself exactly as I am. And then the relationship dynamic changes because they no longer are like, oh, I have to get this plastic surgery or I have to work out every day, you know, four hours a day to maintain the size so that my partner loves me. And they're like, no, I'm ready for actually creating a relationship that has unconditional love, right? And I think that that's kind of what we both have been through with our careers and our relationships and making these shifts. And it's really, really been beautiful to see. What would you have told yourself when you were in college that you know now? Like what would be that statement or that saying to that college girl when she was like losing the weight and gaining the weight? And I would be like, girl, you got this. Like trust yourself, you know, like you know mm -hmm. how to do this. Your body knows what to do. Like, trust yourself. Don't listen to the opinions of other people around you or the magazines or books or movies or mm -hmm. anything. Just listen to you and learn you. Yeah, such a beautiful, beautiful way to think about things. Are you working on anything exciting or what's on the horizon for your business and your projects? I know you have a couple amazing programs that have been out. I really recommend anyone checking those out if you're listening and, and following along for all of your inspiration. But is there anything else that you're currently 
playing with or creating? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Um, so my main thing is the Body Built by Love course. That's always been like my signature, like fall in love with your body, lose that weight. But lately, something that I just felt like I follow my intuition, like nobody's business, because especially when it doesn't make sense, it makes sense later, like in reverse. It's like, oh my God, that's why I wanted to do that. So the intuition I got lately was like, share the information you know about self-healing. Things I've done to heal my body of different things because it's been uh, just a desire and a fascination. And uh, because of that desire, like I just keep surrounding myself with more and more people who are showing me that self-healing is so available to everybody. So it's like, you know, in the course, we're talking about anything from if you have headaches every day, if you have migraines, if you have skin issues, like to even more serious things, but all pain, illness, sickness, disease is all tied to an emotion. And when we can find that emotion, then we can heal ourselves. And, you know, it's such a beautiful thing when people can get together and heal and be this amazing energy. But what's even more powerful is when we know how to heal ourselves and then we can plug into the group of people who are all healing themselves. So it's like, that is where so much uh, growth and evolution and healing can Mm -hmm. happen. Like us really living our purposes when we know how to heal ourselves. Like we talked about, you know, if we're in our heads all day about our weight and our body, we're not fully focused on the things that we were really born to do. Mm-hmm. Same thing with pain. You know, if we're sitting here and we're in pain, back is aching, head hurting in some way, we're on medications, autoimmune stuff, like all that stuff, it's there, like it's taking up some of our space and we are so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. We're so powerful. So I'm, I've just been really fascinating at, fascinated at teaching people how to self-heal. So it's a course I have called Heal yourself. <laughs> oh, amazing. And what would be the first step in that? Is it actually recognizing? I think I think a lot of people are even blind to their own pain. So is it like the first step actually recognizing what the pain is? And then what would be kind of a few things that the listeners could do to just begin to recognize, okay, I have this pain and these are some steps to start to move through it? Mm, yeah. The thing that you want to do after you're noticing any kind of pain is identify what happened right before you felt this pain start. Mm. So something that I see happen is throughout the day, we, the majority of people can go back and forth through like, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. And then I feel terrible. I feel sick. Like I feel nauseous or I feel amazing again. And then I feel, um, I feel a headache coming on or my back aches or my feet are starting to hurt. Like, these things we think are just part of the day, the day-to-day thing. They're not. They're a response to an emotional thing that happens. So if we, the first thing I would say to everybody listening is pay attention to, or ask yourself, what just happened right before this pain started? Did somebody say something mean to me? Did I get irritated about something? Did I feel shameful about something? Did I start judging? Did I feel judged? Like, what emotions were going on right before that thing happened? Because that holds so many keys to the pain and how to heal that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's, it is so powerful. And then, like, I also think we 
so often we are like, okay, the pain's here. Now let's suppress it with something, right? And so do you recommend actually feeling into it and experiencing it or just being with it for a few moments and recognizing the truth behind it or what would be the kind of the next step? Yeah, I definitely do recommend being with it. Like for an example, like my husband, Josh, he, he had a like excruciating tooth pain one day, like excruciating. The tooth I think had broken and he like, I've been with him for eight years now and I've never seen him in so much pain. And I was like, Josh, let's look at what emotional thing caused this tooth pain. Mm-hmm. And we linked it. Tooth pain a lot of times has to do with not fully speaking your truth, anything, you know, around the mouth, right. the throat, like not fully expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. So was like, you've not been expressing yourself in some way. You really felt into it and was like, well, yeah, there's, there's actually a, quite a few things that I feel like I could, that I've been really holding back on. And I was like, okay, let's go into this. He went into the room by himself, got into a meditative state and started, you know, repeating different affirmations and mantras and things that we had created for him that create a new story about the tooth and about it being safe because it linked back to him not feeling safe to speak Mm -hmm. his voice Mm -hmm. in that way. And no joke, like no dentist, like it took about an hour. He was in a lot of pain when it first started. Took about an hour, but he came out and he was like, I'm fine. Like, it's gone. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really like identifying the pain where, what emotion it's coming from. And then like giving yourself healing because it, it's sort of like a little kid that's like throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Like our bodies are like little kids throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. when they're in pain. They're like, I'm so mad. Like somebody pay attention to me. And if we keep like ignoring this child, the kids is going to get louder. Right. So Same with our bodies. If we just keep ignoring the pain and stuffing the emotions down and not dealing with it, not addressing it, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Pain is an alarm system. Like it's just our body saying, hey, there's something you're not dealing with. Like you're suppressing Mm -hmm. something. So when we address it, like it's a little child and say, okay, let me sit down with you. What's Mm -hmm. going on? What do you need? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's figure out this thing together. Like you got the empowerment, like whatever. Then the little kid's like, okay, cool, we're good. And yeah. The body can do the same. Like, okay, cool, we're fine. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's really mind-blowing when you start to look at the subconscious imprints behind why we get sick, why we break an ankle, hurt our knee, like pull a joint. Like it's so wild to start to integrate the subconscious meaning behind the pain that exists in our body. And even if we need the medical care, it's important to do both. It's important to look at like, okay, I might have to go get a cast on my ankle, but then what is the meaning behind the broken ankle? Because then hopefully if I heal the pain, which ankles are usually like, I'm scared to move forward in my life or fear of the future. If you address that, then hopefully we won't have another broken ankle. Like it's important to continue to dive into what is the subconscious imprint that's impacting the physical health. And I always view pain this has been something that my coach has been helping me with is shifting it. Like you said, to like, this is a blessing. This is a huge blessing because you're firing this alarm system. That's really quiet right now, which is a little bit of a little bit of pain and it's not loud yet. And so thank you for alarming me that I need to take care of this and address it. So 
so incredible. And the it's heal yourself. Heal yourself is the name of the yeah, course. like heal yourself. Like yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I definitely recommend everyone you know, looking into that, looking into your programs. Are there any like last words, tidbits, tools that you feel called to share that the listeners could use, or maybe it's your favorite quote, whatever, whatever feels in alignment in this moment? Okay. Yeah. The, the main thing that I would say to you as you're listening to this is that you were born on purpose. There is a reason that you are here right now on earth. You are supposed to be here. You are here to experience the amazingness of life. You're not here to suffer. And you have more power than you can ever imagine. Like you're limitless. You can do anything you want. And um, your body is just coated with wisdom. Mm. It's coated with wisdom. And the more you remove layers that told you it's not, and the more you remove layers that told you you're not good enough or not worthy of this, the more free you become and the more clear your purpose becomes. So we just, we need, so we need everybody stepping into their purpose and living life like that. So please, please like get to know yourself, Mm -hmm. make it a lifelong adventure. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way? Is it DM, email? Like, how can they reach you? I'm sure people are going to have lots of questions and want to connect. Yeah. Um, best way to connect with me is on Instagram. Um, you can send me a DM over there. And yeah, I'm so happy, so excited to share with anybody who wants to dive into this stuff because it is, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And if you have, definitely, if you have, pregnancy questions, if you are questioning your worth of getting pregnant, those are all really great questions for Steph because she'll help you. She's, she's helped me through them. So, so those, those are some great questions to ask her. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I love you. I love your work. I'm so grateful for you and what you're doing in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. So, so thank you again. And have a beautiful rest of your day in Kentucky. Are you in Kentucky or Tennessee? I'm in Kentucky right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's an honor. You too. Thanks, love. Bye. All right, loves. To recap this entire episode, whatever your thoughts are on weight loss, remember that to achieve any of your goals or to sustain results, you must embody self-love and self-worth first. Additionally, I encourage you to eliminate any kind of thinking that promotes rigidity in your life, especially in relationship to food and your body. Throughout this week, I encourage you to think about and also journal on this one question. How is rigidity getting in the way of cultivating self-love? Take a few quiet minutes to free flow your thoughts on how self-love can come first and how you can embody this belief moving forward. Take a moment to screenshot this episode, tag me in your stories at Sarah Ann Stewart, and let me know what empowering steps you're taking this week to focus on self-love first. I would love to share your thoughts with our community. Thanks again for joining us. I'm so thankful that you're taking these powerful steps to a healthier relationship with food and your body. And until the next episode, I'm sending you so much love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. 
But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.